Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own research analysis before making any investment based on your personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our website or podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Let me ask you something, man. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. Do you ever ask yourself? Don't stop. I'm not when finished When are they ever going to stop? Do you ever ask yourself? When those bad boys are going to stop making all that money? What's up, my future one percenters? This is Marathon Money, brought to you by MarathonMoneyPlus.com. I'm Cam Jones, the prince of the stock market, the prince of Teladoc. You already know, man, I'm with my boy, Kenny Coins. What up? What up, man? How's everything going? Man, you know, I can't really complain, man. You know, I saw Teladoc pop. You know, Teladoc popped so much. It went up so much. Obviously, it went up to new new highs, $263 over that 250 mark that you called. Man, you know, I, I looked at it and I got mad. Wow. I just started to think about when I first was buying it and I was telling people kind of like before this podcast and I was telling people about it and stuff, you know, people were acting like I didn't know what I was talking about. And I took a look at it and it just made me mad. I was going to make a post about it on social media, like, you know, just post it like where is that? I couldn't do it because I had so much anger in my heart about people not getting in this with us man i had so much anger i was like no i'm not even i can't even do it It, here's the thing man not everybody right now i was i was watching cnbc and they're they're talking about how teledoc is a completely undervalued stock 263 dollars is cheap and i'm like 263 dollars is cheap what you talking about and I was like, yo, I got this thing at 21 bucks. $2360 not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> cheap was at $21. Cheap was at 10. Cheap was at 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um but here's the th- the thing about it is you have to understand what a market it is at now. The market is really the most people that has the money right now is between the age of 50 and 80. That's how people got to understand the market. Yeah, we have all these new millennials and Robinhood traders, all this stuff like that, but they're using $1,400 government money, $1,200 government money to move the market. <laughs> people that got the real money is between the 50 and 80s who, who's doing 20, 30 grand for one trade. Yeah. And that's the thing you got to understand. So, like, I understand when CNBC goes, oh, it's cheap at 263. It is cheap. I believe it really is cheap because I think this thing is going to 350. Now, to go back to what you were saying, to make the point what you were saying about people not getting in, is because I feel like a lot of the institutional investors, they look at $21, they look at 11 and say that this could be a failure company. Right, right. Where we are, because we're only doing 100 500 a thousand dollars maybe two three depending on 
you know, the capital, we have to basically sell from another company to get in. To them, $3,000 into this stock, even to us, at $10, $3,000, a pot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. We're not we're not dropping 50 grand at $10, and and we, we, we're not sleeping at night. There's no way we're sleeping at night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if I drop fifty, if I drop fifty thousand at ten dollars, I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. (laughs) No, we both wouldn't. But I'm just saying, no, we probably still would though. Tell you the truth. Uh, yeah, it might, mate. We'd be on here, you know, laughing and stuff all the time. (laughs) Yeah, but my my point I was trying to make is that is that people are not going to follow along until it gets to like. 40 50 60 dollars and people are like oh man these guys are right you know because that's human nature everybody want to figure out if you're right after the fact it, Not, yeah okay i feel you on that i feel yeah, you on that after the fact man that's how it works that's why the same thing with uavs when i said everybody will buy it at a dollar 40. nobody listened i dropped it on the chat you know but it's a dollar 40 it's 13 bucks now it's the same thing like same thing with uh if you look at the one that A E S E, the one that you were talking about, right? That one, it's like I try to say this before: all these picks are futuristic picks. You know what I mean? Ali Esports, all that is futuristic picks. Those are going to be seventy-five, hundred dollars stocks, maybe in three, four years, just like Teladoc. But it, it has to sit for a little bit. Things have to start playing out. Colleges are just now starting to put e-sports as a curriculum, elective curriculum, mm-hmm. where you literally can go in and learn how to generate money and play e-sports on a professional level. There's like almost 25 colleges that doesn't now. And so it's only going to grow. It's only going to grow from that. Once colleges start doing it and they're starting to see revenue from it, because colleges it's a business that's what it's not just an educational system it's a business yeah, it's so more of a business than education esports is gonna make money in the future they're gonna have to add it to the class they're gonna add it to the curriculum they're gonna add it to the school and esports is making money now it not might be making money like you can two three hundred thousand a year but there's dudes out there making 150k there's dudes out there making 75 80k a year yeah so you can if you take out YouTube, dudes are making people are making fifty to one hundred k. If you are just playing professionally, not with YouTube, so that means that eventually it'll get to a point where you're paying a million dollars for a championship game. You're playing, you know, Fortnite. What was that kid that won on Fortnite and made a million dollars? Yeah, I, I forgot. That was a couple years ago. It was, and I'm. It's gonna come. So like. Places like esports, it's gonna be a whole bunch. I know the malls, the malls are gonna turn into that. Yep. Yeah, we talked about that. It's gonna be the new arcade. Virtual reality and esports is gonna be the new arcade. Yo, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned something a little bit earlier, um, before we start talking about esports. You were talking about um people uh uh, uh, like the the millennials spending like the the fourteen hundred dollar checks and stuff, and I, I wanted to just get into something with the market Robin. analysis overall, man. So if we, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the Nasdaq actually, <clears throat> and I, I say this on almost every podcast. I, I've been 
calling for a market drop for a long time. So when it does drop, I'm actually not even right because I keep saying it every week. But I'm looking at the NASDAQ. And if you look at um, September, uh, it was around what day is this? Um, man, I can't even see the day. It, it's, it was, oh, September 2nd. The NASDAQ had closed at, um, I get my stuff right. It closed at $12,056, right? So that was about, um, that was about $650 away from the 20 day moving average. And how I like to do my stuff is if it, something goes too high above the 20 day moving average, that means it's about to come down more towards it. And then that next day, obviously it started to fall, you know, and then it went under the 200 day. If we look at where we at now with the NASDAQ, we sitting at $13,567. Well, the 20 day is at $13,034, which is about $560 away. So we're real close to that, and I feel like, you know, the market could have, it ain't going to have like a correction or nothing, but we could have a little pullback to where we could get a couple little deals here because I'm not really buying anything up here, you know, so I'm just, I'm just holding my stuff, letting it ride, you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to see, is that what, how you feel about the stock market right now also? I said that in the chat, I think. Next week might be, we might catch one of the days next week where it really falls like five, 600 points because what I saw on Friday was like it wanted to drop. Mm -hmm. It wanted to push to negative 300. It did it, but it wanted to. And I seen like after you, you watch the stock market long enough, you just start knowing small little patterns. Yeah, yeah. I know the small it, it's coming. It wants to, it's coming. We need the correction. I need I need to buy more stocks. <laughs> I mean, I need to buy more stocks anyways. But we need the correction. We need the the move. I agree with you. And I just see and if I'm looking at the chart for the Nasdaq right now, I'm not I didn't even look at the Dow or nothing. I'm just looking at the Nasdaq. And you know, everything is over overbought everything is running real hot right now man real real hot and at some point there's going to be profit taking now the reason why i want to bring up what you brought up with the millennials getting in the stock market is sometimes if you watch cnbc and those people um they will say things like i don't know why this is going up you know, this shouldn't even go. This is too high right now or whatever. They'll talk about individual stocks and things like that. What they don't understand is there's a new wave of investors that they don't understand. Which we called two years ago. Right, right. We were talking about that a while ago. They don't understand that, yeah, they spending $1,400 and they may be buying, you know, $500, $600 here and there of stock. But you got so many of them now with Robinhood, Webull, all the free trading that that makes a difference. That could that could keep a that could keep the stock market up if enough of them are are just still buying and buying, and they and it's enough of them to where these indicators don't even matter anymore. Like yeah. we have to reset. We have to because you have to understand the fees. A lot of the fees was keeping a lot of people out. 
Exactly. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Slowly, like, okay, let, let's push it back to, like, the 1850s, all right? Or yeah, the 1950s. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. No, no, <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm a 1800, let's go 1890, right? Okay. So just to get into the stock market, you needed a minimum 10 grand. Right. Then you got to the 1930s, 1940s, where it dropped to, like, five to $7,000. Then you got to the 1970s, 1980s, where everything was just completely wild. Yeah, I was about to say, you still needed about 10000 <laughs> Still needed about 10000 but you can get 10000 in penny stocks. Somebody will call you. You can do 5000 You can. There was ways to get in for smaller people that was in middle class. Mm-hmm. It went from the high class to right below the, the high class to middle class. Now is at the point where, like, yo, you could be homeless on the street. As long as you got $2, you good. Right, yeah, got- <laughs> find a good penny stock and you can run with it that my point is that it's starting to get easier and then now now 90 i would say 75 percent of people in the world can get into trading now it used to be only the 10 percent, 10 to 15 percent 70 percent a lot of that's a lot it's going to be overbought for a really long time there's going to be a lot of companies that who has great products that gets discovered and then somebody throws it on TikTok. Somebody throws it on YouTube. Yeah. And then boom. Right. So that that's kind of like what I'm what I'm getting at is yeah I may see a certain pattern that worked before, but since there's so many new people in the market that doesn't really do the analysis that we do or that other people do, they don't care about the RSI being over overbought they don't care about the stochastic being overbought you know what i'm saying they don't care that gamestop went from 13 dollars to 70 dollars in like two days if they want it they're gonna buy it and the more people that buy it, it's gonna keep that stock up yeah and then it remember when i told you i, I don't know if you remember this but i told you stock picking is coming back i can't remember but i agree with you Stock pick. I, I remember telling somebody, somebody said, oh, stock pick is not coming back. That's like a 90s. You know, when you used to call, you have this one guy who's really good stock picking. They'll call you and say, hey, um, buy 3,000 shares of this. Right. And that's coming back now because people are not doing the analysis anymore. Right, right. They buying what's hot. So if you get in, was hot, if you if you buy- do your research at like nine from like nine thirty or really if you start at like nine a.m. Eastern, like thirty minutes before the stock market opens, up until probably about fifteen minutes into the stock market, you can find what's hot and you could get in that and make you know an easy ten percent in about you know ten minutes. Yeah, just by getting in what's hot right now. Yeah, and it's just to tell you the truth. All you have to do is find most what. What, what I'm learning from all the messages I'm getting is people are just, they're finding stock pickers and then they find five or six of them and then they stick with them. Yeah. They don't do no research, no nothing, and they stick with them. That's why we tell you every time we pick a stock, we tell you, oh, do the research, do this, do that. You know what I mean? Fundamentals is always going to be around. It's just how, how they're going to look from decade to decade. That's it. Fundamentals is still going to be around. It's going to be how it looks from decade. I, I feel like we in that we in that reset period though where and I feel like the 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 traditional traders like the people on CNBC they're frustrated because their stuff doesn't work exactly how it worked 10 years ago because there's more people in the market they just can't 
grasp can't that. Grasp, yeah, can grasp that. To me, EVs, technology. Yeah, sometimes you just got to stick with common sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stick with everybody likes. Electric cars. You know what I mean? Uh, specs. Let's face it, everybody's liking specs right now because you catch them $10, $11, they run up. Space travel. Um, different stocks that are going to run up because that's what millennium millennials like. So they're going to run up more. Gaming, VRs. Those companies are going to run up more because those are what's in today. 2K, Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zillow. All these companies are going to run up more because those are what modern, what you look on CNBC, these guys are still talking about railroads. What? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about oil and stuff still. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem. It's like, bro, we in the LAC. We are, we are lithium batteries now, man. It's time to move on. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It's time to, like, move on from that. The oil market been done since 2015. It's time to let that go. <laughs> I agree with you right there. Um moving on from the market though we got to induct somebody else into the hall of fame of course and i'm surprised they haven't been i'm surprised that they haven't been in the hall of fame yet man that's shame on us man but square square gotta be in the hall of fame because they've run up so we put the only two that's in the hall of fame were teledoc and zillow now we got square in the hall of fame and square bald more than Zillow did, but we put Zillow in the Hall of Fame before Square. I got, I think I said this before. Zillow is timing now. We were so early into Zillow. Yeah. We were so early. Zillow's time is now. I will actually yeah. say we were super early in Teladoc, Zillow, and Square. Yeah. That's really what made this podcast. Yeah. It's really what, what really made this podcast because a lot of people. Um, came on to us early on and said, "Man, you guys are right about these companies." Right. Zillow, Zillow took forever to pop, but it's one hundred fifty-two dollars now. So, yeah, and Square no. sitting here at two hundred twenty-two. You know, and we was talking about them at what you know, eleven, twelve, ten bucks. Yeah. You know, so they they got to be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't know. Well, this is one thing that I, I was thinking about uh, yesterday. How they can really grow to the next level. So they sitting at a hundred billion dollar market cap. I think that they could still grow. But you know what'll really make them pop is if they bought Coinbase. Shoot, that's genius. They might have to cut the check. They Square is perfect for an exchange. Yeah, they already do it on Cash App, but they only do Bitcoin and and they do some stocks. But if they oh, bought. They Coinbase is IPOing soon. I know. That doesn't mean that they can't buy them. Yeah. You know, I guess they could see. And Coinbase is one that I'm, I want to get into. In the Yo, IPO. I'm definitely in Coinbase because that's the future. People don't. That's the future. Yeah. Um, that's the new. That's the new Forex. Where people just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> don't know it. It's the new Forex. People don't know it yet. Coinbase I, is I gotta agree with you right there, man. It is. Coinbase is the new currency. It's the new wave. It's not really new because not a lot of people get involved in it, but once the millennials 
get up to like 40, 50 years old, it's going to go back to fundamental trading. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't, here's, here's what we're, I'm telling you exactly what will happen. The market going to get too high and we're going to have this big, humongous crash. You know, all these millennials going to lose their money and you're going to see 30% of them drop out of the market. It happens every single and I think that it goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of this podcast where, you know, there's certain, the millennials, they got little money. Yeah. But then the old people, they got the big money. The old people, all it takes is for them to just take the money out. Right? Yeah. That's it. Right. All they it riding it, they riding it up because they like, man, I don't know why it's going up, but it's going up and I'm going to ride it out. But at some point, you got to take profit. Profit. And then once once the drop happens, usually what ends up happening, just like anything else, business, school, once hard time comes, 30, 40% of people drop out, boom, and the, and eventually the markets start getting stable in a new era. And that's what ha- ends up happening. You, you get a 2006 where the market's just flying up, everybody's buying everything, two, three houses, then the bill comes. Right. I can't <laughs> that's what you got and that's true that's what's gonna happen it's sad to say but it's we we do it every 20 years it happens every 20 years and then what's no what's different now it's not gonna be any different we get people that doesn't learn from history and then every couple years every few years we run up the clock see i think that i think that that's gonna happen but i think that millennials will still be in the market because that's the that's the only place to make money. Yeah, no, no, no. Millennials are still gonna be in the market, but what I'm trying to tell you is that all these newcomers are not gonna they, there's only so many people that like if you get ten people that join the market, you're only gonna get three that stays. Mm-hmm. It that's just fact. That's with everything. That's business, working out, losing weight, whatever you want to put it. He said working out. <laughs> Business working out, school, anything. Only a few people that stays after a while. Nobody makes it. There are very few people that makes it for the long haul. Because once you once you run out of money, you ain't. Once you get some people, once you get burned, you ain't getting burned twice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's people like us that said like, "Yo, all right, I got burned. Throw another thousand. Yeah, yeah. I learned. I learned not to do that. You know. Yeah. Eventually, you learn, but it's it's just the way the game goes. I'm, I'm just with the old people. I'm gonna ride it out. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, once the market start turning, I know better. I'm just gonna keep buying. Right, right, right. And most people, they're not like they probably throwing in everything right now. Yeah. They don't have no money on the sideline for for a little drop, you know. Nah, they don't. Yo, I wanted to bring up something. I get a lot of people that throw throw come and message us. And say, look at this stock. Once you look at it, it's OTC. Right, right. OTC, over-the-counter market. Over-the-counter market. Now, back in 2015, 2014, OTC index was about about 98 to like 300 bucks. Now it's $1,400. Now, I don't invest in penny stocks. No, hold hold on. You got to let them know that the OTC index is something that can be traded that yeah the otc index can be traded so you can get the etf of it now i don't like trading i don't like 
trading penny stocks. I don't mind trading them if, unless I can see the reports, the financials, and all that stuff. If I can see that, okay, I'll, I'll buy it personally. Would I promote it on the podcast? No, I just don't. You know what I mean? Unless it's like a company that's over a dollar, but it's on the NASDAQ. You know what I mean? But on the over accounting, those things are so risky because that per that company could just literally just stop reporting. Yeah. Just stop filing compliances. And that's the reason. But now, but the thing I wanted to bring up about you is would you buy the ETF for the OTC market? Um, I know it has good returns, like what you told what what you just said, but I think that there's better places for me to put my money. That doesn't mean that you can't make money there, though, on, yeah. on that ETF. Yeah. Now, there's some people, like you said, they message us and stuff is on OTC. And some of this stuff is real interesting. You know, some people message me stuff about um, new battery technology on OTC, you know. But, you know, I really, really have to like something to get into it on OTC because I feel like the market cap doesn't really the market cap is different on the otc so you told me something before this podcast about the the otc is worth what that etf is worth what 3.4 billion right oh that three point yeah 3.4 billion dollar dollar value i mean it, that's nothing compared to <laughs> compared to the actual nasdaq s&p and right they small, in the trillions right small. Yeah, well, we got eight trillion, nine trillion. Right. Yeah. So, if you see something in OTC, and it's like, yo, they three hundred million dollar market cap. Well, you know, I know three hundred million is three hundred million, but how much can that really grow in the scheme of that whole OTC market? Because the whole market is in the billions, right? Yeah. So they are already taking up a bunch, a bunch of that, you know, overall market so i don't know how much that they can grow it's things like that that is the reason why i really don't mess with the otc that much you know what i'm saying now i made money on nintendo i think nintendo is still in the otc yeah the only reason why nintendo's on the otc and then that's because japan doesn't want to join any part of like this is part of the united states but doesn't want to turn yeah like they don't want to follow regulation rules from the mm -hmm. New York Stock Exchange, but we all know Nintendo, right? Let's face it, we all know it. It's a solid company; it always will be. They have trademarks all over the world. It's but you that's one out of what? How, there's only eleven thousand securities on the OTC. Eleven thousand companies. That's one out of eleven thousand. That's our. That's solid. We should have a uh, marathon money on the OTC. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just want to let people know because like not there's only nine hundred trades, man. It's not a lot. It's mm -hmm. nine hundred trades. Uh, that's not a lot, man. That, that doesn't mean that you can't make money on the OTC though. It's just it's just not for me. Yeah, it just it's not to me. It's like yeah, if you catch one and you get lucky enough, you catch one. Well, less than that, you're doing it where Tim Scott does, that famous penny stock guy. What he does is he five volume penny stocks, and then he tra he puts a thousand dollars in them, and then once it moves like four or five pennies, gets out. Out. Yeah, unless you're doing that, but like that's one out of what 
a billion person that can do that. Right. And had the discipline to still get out. Like it may start yeah. moving and people are like, no, I'm gonna stay in it. You know what I'm saying? This is my this is my yeah. chance. This is my chance. You see, all my long term holds, I can't do that in the OTC. There's no way. <laughs> no way. You can't. You can't. You go up ten cents and then be negative two cents the next day. You, you you're done. Your account's blown. <laughs> but no, man. It it just I just want to. I we say this a lot, man. Just it's really really hard to make great. It's like great investment decisions on the OTC market because there is no compliance to report. No, no they're not gonna kick you out of the OTC if you don't report. Right. They they kick people out of like. The normal stock market and put them in the OTC. That's where yeah. that's where all like the that's bad kids go. Now, now you can go to the pink sheets on the OTC. There's the QX, the better companies like the better over over counter companies, because there's different um labels for them like the pink sheets. Um, what else? I know they have like different type of labels for each one. Um, but I know like the pink sheets is like the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. Like you got the OTC QX and you got the OTC QB, then you got the pink sheets. You know what I mean? That's too much. (laughs) That's too much. That's too much, much, man. I just stay. I just stay away from it, man. Just uh, like I any 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 star I go for a dollar is always gonna be either on the Nasdaq or or New York Stock Exchange. I try to stay away from. You know, OTC market is just—it's just a place where people just where pipe dreams go to die. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is where pipe dreams go to die. Because I remember when I first started trading, I thought petty stocks was the yo. If I could just catch one, man, I'll ride it out. But I had put five hundred dollars in this one company called MDCM. I put it in 2014, 500 bucks. It said 6 million shares, man. I say this thing goes up to a dollar. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Gucci. <laughs> four years later, you know what? At $500, man, four years later, man. So I sold it four years later. You know where it was at when I when I looked at it again? Where was it at? 0.001. It was still there. <laughs> it never moved. And then the crazy part is when I went to go sell, somebody actually bought it. How it is? It's a market. It's a market. Yo, it's crazy. It's not. You know, what I mean, I'm not. I'm not promoting it. I don't. But there's a hey man. There's some upcoming companies, man, that that actually go from the OTC to the yeah, Nasdaq, the Nasdaq and yeah. S&P. You know, the New York Stock Exchange. There's companies that actually make it through. You know, what I mean, it's quite a bit, but it's a risk. It's a it's an unnecessary risk in my opinion. A I mile. Like Unnecessary risk, man. Yeah, yo, we gonna we gonna call it right there, man. And um, yo, you can follow me anywhere, stock twits, Instagram, Twitter, whatever at Camboni one one C A M B O N I one one, and um, you know, join Marathon Money Plus so you can get them good plays. We got plays on there. That's they already up almost one hundred percent, almost one hundred percent already, and we just picked these two weeks ago. So, you know, oh. we it was only a dollar. We had it for a dollar for like three weeks, right? 
even if ice was no man, ice is starting to enter our veins with these picks, bro. Like you getting cold monsters. Hey, but if you didn't get in, you know, it's still registration still open. So <laughs> <laughs> where can they find you, Kenny? All right, Kenny Collin23 on Instagram, Kendrick Collin on Twitter, two ends in the middle. But hit us up, man. Um, we still have the chat on Facebook open. You know, man, we're well, we, ain't, to... we ain't adding nobody new in there. We ain't adding yeah, nobody new in there. I'm not adding nobody new. It's too many people in there anyways. But, um, but we're going to start a Marathon Money Plus chat. I think that's going to be solid. I think uh, the 200 people that keep asking us for it, um, we going to get that started soon for y'all. Gee, uh, and uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, I, you know what? I'm going to leave people with this, man. Money can't buy you happiness, but poverty can't buy you nothing. Yeah. There's no nobility in poverty. Remember that. Exactly. All right, man. We out. Peace. Peace.